The Gamer's Lounge with Amon Green is on the air. You need a sledgehammer? That's Batman. The Gamer's Lounge. Tony Stark will blow up the building, and then as it's blowing up, he'll rebuild it. It's time <laughs> to press play. Ah, uh, welcome to, where we're at, episode 19? We're rolling. Um, this is Amon Green's Gamer's Lounge. Welcome in, my good friends, John and Ben. How you doing, guys? I'm doing good, Amon. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Just, uh, just kind of, a, I'll say, a, this has been a, a a busy week. I've been doing a lot of stuff since the facility at Lakeland. We opened up on Friday, and every day has kind of been jam packed with questions from the gamers that are on campus, the student athletes. Say, hey, Coach, when uh, can we? When can we get in there? You know, they're all geeked up. Right. Too. I'm geeked up too, but I gotta, I gotta. Uh, uh, in, in line with protocol with social distancing and all that. So I got to do my coaching job first and be like, hold up. I got to ask these questions and I'm, I'm going to have that conversation uh, today at 2 p.m. with the um, vice president of campus life. And uh, he'll get those questions asked for me. So then I can relay the, the message to the young esports players out there. So that's it. And then yard work, a lot of yard work going on. <laughs> yeah. In the, Are you landscaping? <laughs> in the hot What's tub. going on over there? Man, cutting grass, landscaping, okay. trying to get my pool ready. Do you have a push mower or a riding lawnmower? I, I do have a. I have both. I have both. I have okay. a push because some areas of my uh, my property is really hilly, and so I have to push mower it. And the other ones, I can get on the sit down. So I do all the push. I have a process. I do all the push stuff first, and then then I get on the sit down mower, and then I could get through everything and wrap it up from there. Yeah. Have you ever asked Brett Farr for like lawn tractor? Uh, tips or like, like what's the I best mean, one to buy to. or something like that? Do you wear Wranglers too? Uh, yeah, I asked him about the Wranglers when we were playing. And he <laughs> would always laugh about that. But I, I need to ask him about lawnmower uh, tools I need to have in the in the garage because he is a connoisseur at that for the conversations we had about his grass. And he actually knew the name of the grass, Bermuda Blue. And it was impressive that he actually knew that. I didn't know the species of grass. I knew there was species, but I didn't know the name. Oh, so he educated me on that. It always has just been grass to me. It's that's grass over there. Grass. It's green and it grows from the ground and that's grass. Right. There's the stuff that grows in the ground that we cut and then mulch. But then there's other stuff that grows that we can now legally smoke in some states. (laughs) There's a different type of grass, too, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) We got a special guest with us this week, right, Amon? Yes. We uh, got returning Nixie, fun streamer. Brought me in, was also a big advocate and getting me a part of the EA Gamer Game Changers program that I'm a part of along with herself. So, Nixie, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I mean, I just pictured you on the sit-down mower to push the push mower. Because <laughs> you're fancy like that. <laughs> With a drink in your that, hand. <laughs> that would be like a, a moment in uh, a video on ridiculousness or a moment in jackass. If I'm bored, I would try something like that. I would take your switch out there, Amon, if you're bored and just game while you're mowing the lawn on the rider, right? That would be interesting <laughs> because you need two hands. Okay, you need two hands to push the mower. The sit-down has the little sticks, like the control handles that you need both hands to. For me to do a switch and both hands on that, that I would be definitely talented if I could pull that off. Well, there's no steering oh, no, wheel. You, you have your butler do it. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Nixie, I have no bullet. You know that. I do everything I know, on my I own. Know. I'm teasing yeah, you. But no. if you can't text and drive, you shouldn't mow and play. That's, That's the law. No. That's a good point. That's that a really is good true. point. Yeah. Good, they should make a lawn mowing video game, by the way. And then you could just mow the 
They Good. do. I used to have it on my phone. Shut I wonder if I still have it. They have a lawn mowing. I'm sorry. I'm uninformed. Yeah, I do. I'm, I do. It's still on my phone. It's called Just Mowing. You can download it on the Apple oh my Store. God. You yeah. just mow. You awesome. just mow grasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, my, I was going to say, if you look on Steam, I'm pretty sure Steam has a game similar that will to that, to have you cutting grass. So, so Nixie, you know, a lot's been going on the last week, and that's one of the reasons you're back on the show here because of where you were. As a streamer, mm-hmm. you once was on Mixer, and now you have completed the transition. So tell me your experience, and what was your first reaction from being a Mixer streamer and then, boom, hearing that news last week? Uh, it was a lot of different things combined. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I almost went from what the heck just happened to me to instant panic mode to sadness to, you know, worrying about how everything ties in together. So it was, uh, it was a right. lot to digest within the first hour. I mean, Jake, he was just looking at me like, are you okay? <laughs> because I was like, what are we supposed to do now? So it's a lot of uh, picking up the pieces and uh, figuring out the game plan, you know? So let's just say I wept for 20 minutes and then I was like, okay, it's time to get my, you know, together. So Jake is her boyfriend. So you guys know. Okay. So just, she mentioned Jake. There you go. So and, go, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was just going to add in too, Nixie. You had like you hadn't heard anything, right? Just like everybody else, this completely blindsided you. Completely blindsided. The staff found out less than ten minutes before they tweeted. That's how they let everyone mm. know. They decided to tweet it. It was probably the most unprofessional thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> To just, just tweet wow. out and, you know, everyone gets fired and I mean, you're that's dealing the end with, of Mixer. Yeah, you're dealing with livelihoods. You're dealing with people, their family. I mean, that's just, that blows my mind that you end a, a company like Mixer through a tweet. Right. I, I, I know, just, I know. Yeah, a lot of people are still angry and I, I don't blame them. I still think about it and get a little bit upset sometimes. But I guess at this point, I'm just thinking like it's business. Business is close. I just wish the delivery was a little bit more respectful of the people that helped build it. I, you know, I this agree. could be the main source yeah. of income for one person. For me, for example, it's not the main source of income. It helps. It's a huge part of it, but I still have other things going on. Unfortunately, COVID, you know, and everyone staying home kind of killed that. But so, yeah, they didn't they didn't exactly um, they weren't really compassionate about how they delivered their their closing <laughs> Outside of me, I know you called me and we text, we talked about, you know, getting you to Twitch. I'm still reaching mm-hmm. out to guys, figure things, you know, find out information for you. But I know you've been completed the transition. So what are some of the details, things that you had to do for your viewers and your subs from Mixer to get them to come over with you to uh, Twitch? I waited probably longer than most people did. A lot of people just panicked and chose. You know, Facebook had offered... Mm-hmm. I don't know why they said Mixer merged with Facebook because it didn't look like emerging. Basically, Mixer dissolved into Facebook. And I feel like mm. they didn't want to tell people, go over to Twitch. So they made this agreement with Facebook. Of course, of course, this is all like speculation. But, hey, we have a whole bunch of partners here. This is an opportunity for you to grow your platform. And what they did is they added some sort of incentive that after 90 days or so, you get like 2,500 bucks and and stuff like that. But I had to weigh my options. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, most people, I'd say the majority went to Twitch. And that's what I chose to do as well. I kind of had to figure out what can Facebook offer, what can Twitch offer. And, yeah, it's going to be painful, but I got to wait these extra days because if I think – 
with uh, emotions, it's not going to be the best decision. Spoken like a true business person right there. Someone very aware of what they have to do. So taking it slow instead of rushing to a decision because of what's going, the atmosphere around them. So I love that about you on that aspect of it, giving us a thought mm -hmm. because those quick snap decisions sometimes and majority of time aren't, aren't the best decisions. I'm sure it's got to be tough too because there was a reason initially why you chose Mixer over Twitch, I'm assuming. So now to be left well, really with yeah. only with 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 only Twitch left, right? I mean, Facebook was still a viable option. It's not that it wasn't. Facebook has its perks, but Facebook is also very similar in the sense of what Beam was before Microsoft turned it into Mixer. And I do not want to be sold the same cake that says grow with the company and then after I get shafted again. Yeah. Also, Facebook is not known for gaming. And it's difficult for people to trust the fact that their information is shared everywhere. I'm not customer service. I'm not going to stream and every time someone comes in, have to explain to them how to adjust their privacy settings so they don't feel like their data is leaking because they're watching a stream or something ridiculous like that. So, um, yeah, it, it was really just mostly based on me speaking to my community and realizing that if people are real supporters, they will follow you wherever you go. And yep. then once I got that affirmation, I was like, I'm going to wait. Let me weigh my options. I got offers from Facebook, and then I wasn't happy with the contract. And I was like, I'm dipping. I'm going to Twitch. I'm going back to Twitch because that's where I started. So like you said, I chose Mixer for a reason, but I started on Twitch. I think it's interesting to hear you say that Facebook is a, um, a viable option because last week's guest, Adam Lawler, made it sound like, Nobody would would want to be streamed on Facebook gaming. Everybody was just going to go to Twitch because that's really the only option left. So I think it's inter that's interesting. That's what 99% of people did, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great to hear a different viewpoint on this story. The thing is, is that it's small. And when something's small, they need you. That means they need your input. They need your community. And they will absolutely more likely make you feel rewarded for what you're doing to help them build the platform. So it might be short-term recognition or advancement or anything like that where they can promote you but eventually it all turns into the same system that twitch has which is you are a drop in a bucket and you have to work for your own promotion and i've already been doing this for years so i don't need facebook to put my picture anywhere <laughs> or, or you know like i don't i don't need that to like for me that's not a selling point obviously it's a perk but it's not a selling point so that's just a, like a choice that i made for myself right because you've already built your brand. You just need somebody to, you know, uh, to allow you to expose that brand. <laughs> yeah, you don't need exactly. to rebuild the brand. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Making this change, and you've been to Twitch before, but now you're back. What are, like, is one or two things that you know you're going to enjoy with Twitch or you may not enjoy with Twitch that Mixer did or didn't do? Mm, that Mixer did or didn't do. I mean, I love my family on Mixer. Mixer felt like home because that's where you mm -hmm. make it, right? The expression home is where you make it. But in the end, had Mixer not have tanked and it had been, I mean, let's, let's look at it this way. Right. I think it was 900 billion hours watched or 900 million yeah. hours watched or something like that on A Twitter. A lot of hours. And Mixer yes. was like at 4% <laughs> in 2019. Yeah. But we saw, we talked about the stats last week. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was going to be quite some time for it to even remotely reach Twitch's level, not to mention 
people still didn't know what Mixer was. That was still a very common thing, like, hey, I stream on Mixer. What? Like, are you talking about a blender? No, never mind. Forget it. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> in terms of the only thing I think we'll miss is what it's like to work for a small company. When you work for a small company, you can get to management quickly. If you have an issue, mm-hmm. you can get to somebody quickly. The downside for Twitch is, you know, sometimes, regardless that you're partnered, you you can wait up to two months to get an answer from someone for something that's not working. So I think right, I'll miss right. that. Um, so for the listeners here of the podcast, what games do you play and when you and when do you stream? What's your stream schedule? Monday through Saturday, I start around um, 8 p.m. Eastern. Start at that time. Sometimes I run a little bit mm-hmm. late if uh, Sophie the dog is deciding to freak out because she needs to go for a oh, walk. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so sometimes I, I start Sophie. like 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, and I go until, you know, until I'm done, until I don't feel like it anymore. Uh, I'm usually mm-hmm. on first-person shooters, but, you know, every day of the week is a is a different game. So, like, Mondays is Overwatch, Tuesdays is um, Apex, Saturdays is Halo, for example. But that's all listed on the, on my Twitch. So what exactly is your Twitch channel name? And then what other social media um, accounts can people follow you on? Well, you can go to Twitter at Nixie117. And that's where you'll find everything else, my Twitch, everything. My Twitch right now, I'm waiting for an answer from Twitch partnership. Like I said, it could take a while. Uh, for mm-hmm. them to get back to me. And if they allow me the partnership, because they're absorbing a lot of the Mixer partners, then I'll be able to have my twitch.tv front slash Nixie. But for now, it's unfortunately X-N-Y-X-I-X, which is a, you know, cluster <laughs> of a mess. <laughs> but that's what it is. Right now, I know Twitch is the next thing for you. Is there anything else up for you? Because I know you do stuff outside of streaming. Is there anything next up uh, up next for uh, Nixie? I mean, Amon, you know how it is. We're waiting for people to say, okay, it's safe. And I don't think it's safe yet. And I think that's why, right. you know, EA, 368 Studios in New York, like all of those opportunities that come annually and all of the contracts that I, I'm able to obtain aren't happening this year. 2020 is a dumpster fire. So, it, it, yeah, you know, it's, we're going to have to wait until next year. Yeah, I've been, uh, I got voted on as one of the board committee of a, a, a con or event called Landfest. I don't know if you've heard of Landfest. They have been around mm-hmm. a new a new convention. And so I'm one of the, I say, event planners and part of business development, similar to what I'm doing with uh, with ESTV. So we've been having our phone calls like we trying to plan an event in Dallas come January. And we are and everybody is like kind of knowing. And I heard from uh, from the information that we're getting from Dallas is that COVID is picking back up again down there. And so that right. is like for us has us in a holding pattern as well. So I definitely can relate to you um, on the uh, kind of waiting and see what we'll do beyond streaming, you know, as commentators, as, as, as game enthusiasts and experts in the gaming, in the gaming world. So we're going to delve in the next topic, something that you actually sent me last week. And now I'm like, I got to put this up here because it's been going on. I've been seeing this ever since I've been in the gaming world. So Nixie sent me a story last week that is, titled Survivors of Stories of Harassment, Abuse, Assault Within the Gaming um, World and Live Streaming Industry. This was June of 2020. So on my phone, it took me to Twitter and I read through a few accounts of situations where female streamers 
have been uh, abused or harassed or assaulted by male streamers. And it's it's both it's both inclusive where there's male streamers coming forward, female streamers, but obviously the majority is the female streamers. And so at the uh, when I pull it up on the computer, though, then it goes to an actual spreadsheet. And when I open the mm-hmm. spreadsheet, I'm like, oh, I'm like, wow. You know, my first and I bet it, you my recognize first reaction, the names too. Some of the names I recognize, and it just sends chills down my back because mm-hmm. just like the stuff we're going on in the, the social world of today with the Black Lives Matter movement, and then even going to go back to Me Too movement when that started, it, you realize, I mean, not real, it's not even a realization. It's, it's just a part of like, I knew this was going on. I'm, I'm, I say I'm a little bit of happy to know that now people are coming forward about it um as if you when you click on it through your phone and uh maybe through the um through your computer too it says it like a disclaimer that this is not posted up here to end people's careers and you know defame people like that but at least get to the point where these streamers that have been victims can um come forward and tell their story because you know as a you know i'm a person of uh i've been through similar experiences unfortunately and i can relate but what i can never do is be a woman and i always i try to relate to him the best i can as a man but never will obviously so i really am i say it's kind of like a a gray area happiness because i'm happy about this coming out because i know how that weight can lay on people when you hold something Mm -hmm. inside and you want to tell people you don't have the opportunity to do that for years that can weigh down on you so i'm like I said, this is a happy gray area to know that now streamers in this industry can now have a place to kind of get some of this information out and off their off their I say off their soul in a way to express uh, what happened to them and explain where they're at in their lives and their career. So how did it hit you when you first came across this uh, link? I was disgusted, but also not surprised. I was hurt Mm -hmm. because a lot of the women that came forward are people that I know personally. And a lot of the men that have done these heinous things, I also know. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of, wow, I can't believe this person could do this. And then, you know, proceeding to help support as many people as I can simultaneously offering to lend an ear, just letting them know that I'm there for them. And I'm sure a lot of these women got bombarded, you know, or men Mm -hmm. for, you know, their, uh, their horrible experiences. But uh, it, it didn't surprise me because like you said, you know, you, I, I try my best to put myself in other people's shoes. And I realize that you're like that too, Aman. You try to, mm-hmm. you know, you try to figure out how it is. But if you're not a woman, then you can't know. And right. I can tell you, I can't even tell you how many times a man has tried to leverage his power in attempt to exploit something from me. It's just an everyday mm-hmm. thing for us. So sometimes, you know, it's it's very much a predatory thing. It's disgusting. It's it is. Disgusting. It's, it's mothers, daughters, sisters. It's it's sad. How um, how prevalent is this? Because I, you know, I, I, Amon obviously shared the link with us, and we looked at these uh, some anonymous, some not anonymous uh, accusations, and I just I wonder how prevalent is this harassment or abuse or assault within the gaming world? How 
prevalent do you believe it is? Everywhere and deeply rooted. Absolutely. Like like most businesses. And it's uh, very difficult. It's a very difficult scene, I still believe. I mean, we have plenty of female developers that are fantastic, female content creators that are fantastic, but there's been a struggle. There's a certain gatekeeping aspect to the gaming world because as huge as it is, it's a very small community that controls everything, and there's a lot of gatekeeping. So I feel that a lot of these victims, I don't want to speak for them, but a lot of the victims have this fear, from what I'm interpreting, that egos, bruised egos, will stop all the work that they've done. And there's plenty of reasons why, you know, women don't speak up right away. And a lot of them probably do, because if you read most of these, they've tried to speak up and, and it's no been help. swept under the carpet no. or negated. Exactly. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Yeah, and that's kind of what we talked about before we went live here is that that aspect of the telling. When you come forward to the powers that be, those powers that be do nothing. You know, they just say, well, we got to work with him one more time, you know, at this event and then we'll address it. And it's like, no, address it right now. That should be exactly. the leadership part of it. It's like, don't wait another day. Don't wait another year. Don't wait another event, because obviously mm -hmm. this is spread through the industry. And another thing I brought up with uh, Ben and John before we had called you, Nixie, was the fact that you could just unfortunately what, what is what's the other gray area about this is that you could just switch the industry. And this is no different mm -hmm. than the industry exactly. I used to be, in. you know, the NFL or mm -hmm. sports, um, entertainment industry, you know, Hollywood, if it's music, if it's uh, acting, if it's uh, TV shows, movies, it does, it's all there. And it's just that's the part where there's a lot to be fixed in the world today. What's going on um, from Black Lives Matters to me to to this. This is also this is why I brought it up, because I was like, we got to start having this hard conversation because then these hard conversations become a little bit more easier because now it's for it's up the forefront, you know, and I mean, that'll, that'll take us to, to our um, next little part is how EA is addressing it. And then they're saying right away, they're urging their employees to, to go to um, any EA staff if they have have uh, experience of harassment by EA staff, esports partners or members of this game changer program. Like that's uh, what we're involved in, Nixie. Uh, so and they directed them to an online resource that's part of the EA, uh, the help EA um, dot com and it forward slash report players for cheating, abuse and harassment. So this is one company taking us, uh, I say that first step forward. And I'm pretty sure this is all in the, I say the, the template of most companies, but this is something now that EA is really notifying their uh, employees and um, people like us in the Game Changer program to say, hey, there's somewhere you can go and report this right now. Yeah, I think that's great. I think more companies need to do the exact same thing and be vocal and maybe... I understand that a lot of these companies are very large, but I think it would be worth it to go to each individual employee and actually ask them if they have anything to come forward with, you know, not force it out of them, but mm -hmm. tell them, you know, we've made this blanket announcement. Now we want to reinforce it, you know, and go department by department and then just secure that, uh, just, just give people the sense of security that, you know, if they choose to, this, this should be, you know, anonymous. Like, you don't have to feel exactly. shame or anything like that. You don't have to fear for your job. Because it's easy to say, you know, you guys, we, we stand with you. Come forward. But the thing is, is that when people do come forward, if you look at history, 
bad things follow. It's not, you know, she just told me that this happened and he said this and this and that. And then after a week of figuring out what happened, that person's fired. It never happens like that. So I hope that they follow through. EA and everyone else. Just follow through with mm-hmm. what you're saying. Words are nice. Actions better. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what we that's what we had said, you know, talking about social justice social justice movement that's been going on too. The 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 soapbox speeches, the people going on shows, pocket, even us talking, is making sure you do take action somewhere. And then the company, so companies doing that first, so EA. You know, Microsoft, Mixer, Twitch, the big companies, um, Sony, mm-hmm. Riot Games, those companies doing that first step, then it's a trickle down effect from the top and not from the bottom up. You have to follow through with this stuff. Like HR departments were put in place how many years ago? All right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and obviously these HR departments weren't solving these issues. These things still went on, harassment, all that stuff mm-hmm. still happened. So how do we fix that? Like it's great EA put out this website where you can report this stuff on, but is action going to be taken based off that? Because there's checks and balances in place in every workforce now, but apparently those checks and balances, they aren't working. This stuff is still happening. People are still getting away with it who are in management, who are in you know mm-hmm. uh, positions of power. So how do we change this? It's got to, I don't know, like I just get frustrated because it's in all aspects yeah. of life. I'm right there with you, Ben. Um, I say some. I say one thing that I know that potentially could be the changing of is similar to what Nixie mentioned. For one, starting going to every person in the office building, and then and that means that's everybody. So nobody's off limits. CEO, CFO, a VP of this, a president of that. Everybody has to be questioned, and then everybody basically, you know, is put on. Um, I say notice. Say, hey, no matter who you are, what you are, where you're from, what your pay grade is, this is affecting everybody. And we got to make sure that we're on the same page from the top to the bottom, because no matter who you are, what you do should not just be, okay. then we're going to push this. We're going to shut the door on this because he's our president or she's our CFO. Can't do that. No, that's all in the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they, you gotta, you yeah. gotta, you gotta separate that aspect of it. So that's where it can begin. And then once it begins, then you just keep the ball rolling by continually following, following up month to month, you know, quarterly stuff, things like that. Cause then it keeps it everything on front page for everybody. So that's just one idea. But, uh, you know yeah. how, um, companies have this every six months yeah, or every so often you get evaluated for your work. It should also be vice versa. Are we making mm-hmm. you feel safe as employees? Are you happy here? Is there anything that we can do or address anything? Your yeah. employees are happy. They work better exactly. for you. And you give people an, an opportunity to come forward with something that maybe they didn't want to say anything. Or, you know what, now's the time. They're asking me. I may as well say something. Let's get on, John, to the next segment here. This or that. All right, uh, we'll transition and move on with the podcast, guys. Uh, another great edition of This or That that Amon has put together for us. So let's start with This or That, French or Spanish? French or Espanol? Let's start with Ben. 
Yeah, I'll start, and I just want to say, what a tough transition. I know. There's no, there's no, yeah. I just went for it because there's no, there's no easy transition. There really isn't. There's so. no easy transition. No, and that was such an important topic that we had to talk about. But All right, French or Spanish? I'm going to go Spanish. I tried French in middle school, I think it was. Struggled mightily. So I'm going Spanish. Uh, Nixie, French or Spanish? Mm, either. Spanish, <laughs> I guess. I speak. English, French, Spanish, and Italian. So wow. either yeah. doesn't really bother me. Wow. Because Nixie, correct me if I'm wrong, you're French Canadian? No, correct. please don't wrong. stab me in the heart. <laughs> <Okay. for laughs> right. um, I said, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm Montreal. wrong. Okay. I wasn't, I, yeah. Thank you. You corrected me. Good job. All right. Okay. I was raised in Montreal. I'm you Italian. It. And the first language I learned was Italian. The second I learned was yeah. French because my parents lived in Montreal and became friends with French people and right. uh, then English and then Spanish. Man, that's pretty good. Cool. So I'm going to go. I stand corrected. Yeah. I stand corrected. I'm going to go with problem. Spanish. My dad's from Colombia, uh, so Spanish would be great. Uh, I, don't ask me if I know Spanish, though, because I don't want to answer that question. Amon, French or Spanish? I'm Spanish. I'm Spanish. I mastered it in uh, high school, and uh, I still have a little bit left. In me, I can have a, a small conversation in Spanish, so definitely Spanish. Enjoy the language. Would love to win, learn French though, because I heard it's pretty tough to learn. Okay, well, this if you know Spanish, you should be able to learn French. I wish right. it was that easy, Nixie. It wasn't for me. <laughs> it was not. Uh, All right, moving on on this or that, guys. What's the next one we got here? Chocolate. Ooh, this is a good one. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate or vanilla? Let's start with mm. our guest, Nixie. Chocolate. One hundred percent. Yum yum. I'm right there with you, chocolate as well. Uh-huh. I am. Oh man, I'm not a big fan of chocolate, but I do like chocolate once in a while. I get a craving, but I think I gotta go vanilla. See, this is interesting because I'm literally having a vanilla cafe drink from our coffee machine at work because I was like, <laughs> chocolate or vanilla? I think I'm gonna try vanilla today. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go slight edge vanilla. I mean, it's all. Listen, I, I'd rather have a piece of milk chocolate. Right, but if I'm eating ice cream, I was, uh, vanilla bean is pretty dang good, man. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. go vanilla. Mm-hmm. I think oh, it depends on, on exactly what, you're, yeah, what you're eating. Uh, flowers or trees? This or that? Flowers or trees? Mm. Start with you, Ben. Is this what I would rather look at? Because I can't give a tree. Well, I guess I could give a tree as a gift, but <laughs> a small tree, a small tree, <laughs> a baby before it goes gets cold. Right. I guess I'm just going to go flowers because those will get me, I don't know, brownie points at home maybe. I'll go flowers. Flowers. Uh, Nixie, flowers or trees? Trees. Ooh. Any reason? Uh, I guess when you look at a giant forest or you're driving on the highway, it's the trees that take my breath away, not like three roses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm trees. Because I used to climb them a lot when I was a kid, and they help the environment when there are more around. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to go with trees as well. I mean, don't they help us uh, breathe and stuff like that? So Yeah, yeah. they help clean the oxygen. Yeah, so I'm going to go with trees. It's pretty vital. Uh, redhead or brunette? Redhead or brunette? This or mm. that? Start with, uh, start with, let's start with a mon. I'm a brunette guy. I know that. Boom, brunette. All day. Ben? Mm-mm. I'm going to have to say brunette because my girlfriend's a brunette. So there we go. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> uh, Nixie, redhead or brunette? 
Um, honestly, I guess for women, I would say redhead, and for men, I would say brunette because I, it's just weird to picture. I can't picture a man with super bright red hair and and be like, oh, that's hot. So right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you put that. I love how you dressed that up. Yeah, okay, I like I how you, you broke that down. Yeah, I, I'm gonna that go. You know, what? I'm gonna go redhead. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit uh, off the uh, whatever. I'm gonna go redhead. Uh, pandas or <laughs> pandas or whales? Pandas? Like, wow! Like this is wait. We're talking like panda bears. That is not even on the same yeah. level. Like a panda bear hey. or a whale? Hey, what was happening with that one of mine? What were you thinking? Hey, here? give me, give me, help me out now. You gotta work with me here. Okay. What well, What would you I'm pick? One man band. Okay. What do, What would you pick then, Iman? I would probably go with whales. I think they're interesting creatures very large and do a lot of things that we don't know because they're always secluded. So I'm pretty sure they're probably somewhere when they go deep underwater, they probably find a cave and pop their, their fin up and drink coffee. <laughs> I kind of want to go see whales. I think that'd be really cool to uh, hop on a boat somewhere and go out to sea and just look at them. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, about seven years ago, went to uh, a little uh, road trip action up in Maine and went whale watching. Ooh, you drove to Maine? Well, we flew to Boston and then drove to okay, Maine. Okay, clarify. Oh, okay, I'm about to say, man, yeah, that's yeah, a trip. Yeah, we didn't. We that's didn't, that's we not didn't, a little road trip. Yeah, we didn't drive all the way to Maine. Now we flew to Boston and then went to Maine. But anyway, the point is this went to whale watching, and it's awesome. It really is awesome. And in fact, I was waiting in line for the bathroom in the back of the boat, and these whales sand wedge away so like i don't know 60 yards away yeah. like jumped out of the ocean what? and i'm like the only one standing back there and i go oh my gosh there's a huge <laughs> no one's here to see the huge whale that just jumped out of the water i can't believe it it's 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 kind of scary when you're that close to something that big that could knock over your boat well especially me who yeah. can't swim yeah me too Jeez. who can't swim so well, we gotta get you swim lessons ben <laughs> we gotta work on that that was awesome whale watching all right nixie pandas or whales I'm going to go with pandas because if I see a whale, it'll probably be beautiful, but then that's it. I can't take it home. I can't do nothing. Yeah. Pandas are a little more interactable. I guess so. That reminded me, Johnny, I've been well watching too down in uh, uh, Cabo San Lucas. Yeah. And I saw them on the side of the boat, so I know the feeling. Right? They're so huge. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, guys, this or that. Uh, Two more to go here. Living room or bedroom? Living room or bedroom? Ben, this or that? Oh. I'd rather hang out in my family room versus my bedroom because there's not a lot to do in there other than sleep. So I'm going to go the um, uh, living room. Living room. Uh, Nixie, living room or bedroom? I'm going to go with bedroom because that's where I sleep. And I like sleep, but I don't get it much. So bedroom. <laughs> I like I like your reasoning there. Uh, living room or bedroom, Aman? Um, I would just say bedroom as well. I love my sleep. <laughs> I'm going to go with living room because you know what's kind of cool coming home to a nice living room and just relaxing there and just kind of forgetting about everything else. You can put on the game. You can put on a game, um, a game or the game. You get the difference there, sports or video games. Right. I got um, it. Yeah. We got you. Um, and for we the bedroom, <laughs> like you're right. The bedroom is great, but I don't know. I just, I go there to, to close my eyes. You know what I mean? But that's where you decompress and 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 just relax right. and unwind. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Both both spots. Uh, I'm gonna go yeah. living room yeah. slight edge. 
I just <laughs> I spend we... most of my day in the office, so that's where my gaming is, or that's where I watch my stuff. That's why. So it's weird for me. Because as soon as you said bed, I was like, yeah, I could use a good eight hours right now. That would be great. <laughs> good eight hours is fantastic. Man. I don't even know what that would feel like anymore. Oh, you should try it because I bet you you'll probably want to do it again. <laughs> Sleep. Maybe. Um, all right. Donkey Kong, final this or that. Donkey Kong or Pac-Man. Ooh. This is a- I'm Pac-Man. I got to go right away. I'm Pac-Man. Yep. I can't help it. I'm Pac-Man I'm as well. Pac-Man. I had a friend as a kid who had, or his family did, his parents did, in um, uh, an arcade version of Pac-Man, the big stand-up one, in their basement. So I played that all the time. I'm going Pac-Man. Yeah, I'm gonna go Pac-Man yeah. as well. Um, yeah, Pac-Man's just classic. Yeah. Nixie, Pac-Man. Yeah, a sweep for Pac-Man. Yeah. A little closer. What about uh, Miss Pac-Man? That should have been thrown in there too. That was a good one. I mean, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miss Pac-Man as well. Say, yeah. Donkey Kong though was one of my first first initial games that got me into gaming because I had the ColecoVision and I had Zaxxon and I had Donkey Kong. It was on the same disc, so it was either. Either one. That's all I really had to choose from. But it was fun. Once I got the hang of it, I was yeah. just, just always beating at them, them uh, going up the ladders and jumping over the barrels. And to be grabbing fair, a hammer, having fun. To be fair, Donkey Kong has evolved a lot better than Pac-Man. You know what I mean? Like in the oh, video yeah. game world, yeah. like he has. Gotten... Oh, but you can do so much more with Donkey Kong than you can with Pac-Man. If someone had but gravitated, Pac-Man's a beast on Smash, though. Oh, I guess he's a yeah, on Smash Ultimate. He's a good player to choose from. To choose, Donkey Kong is good too. You just gotta like working with a big uh, character. John, you can take us into game releases. Release well. the games. It's time for the game releases. Game, game releases. releases. So I'm a first here. So the game we that is coming out is uh, July 3rd, and it's similar to a game we just talked about, Donkey Kong. So this one is called Castle Kong. And it comes out on the Nintendo Switch on Friday, July 3rd. So this has been created as a home to the arcade classic. Obviously, what I just said, Donkey Kong. It uh, has over 22 levels across four different stages with just three lives that you got to use to complete your quest. So that means you got, you're going to be restarting this game a lot in the beginning <laughs> right there. <laughs> so in the 22 levels, you, you obviously go up just like in the classic Donkey Kong, but it's a castle. Instead of actual, well, I don't know, was that a building that Donkey Kong was in back in the day that you were just going up the letters and then crossing over back and forth? I think it was like the inside of a mine. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So in this game, it's a castle. So you're going up the the stairs and ladders in the castle. And obviously things are falling down, just like the barrels and the fireball that comes down from the old classic Donkey Kong. So I dislike some, um, since I guess for nostalgic reasons. So it takes me back to when I was five. This is a game definitely I'm going to download to my Nintendo Switch, but it is out this Friday. And it has already some uh, tournaments have sprouted up where there's bounties in the tournaments where or the prize winnings could be anywhere from from a thousand to five thousand dollars because of the similarities of Donkey Kong. And it already kind of being in, integrated in everybody's mindset of competition wise. So I look out there for Castle Kong tournaments that are already existing because it actually came out on Steam first. So now it's coming to the Switch on this Friday, July 3rd. All right. Ben, I'm going to go with Marvel's Iron Man VR. <laughs> you stole this from me, man. I saw wait, the wait. I was like, I'm going to talk about this. That's mine. I took right. this from me. I'm just being a jerk. I'm just being a jerk. Nope. 
No, I didn't go with that. I just wanted to get your reaction. I went with the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3, which comes out June 30th. So it's, yeah, so June 30th it came out, and this version is on the Switch. Uh, this is a direct sequel to the prior two versions of the game, and it picks up uh, one and a half years after the events of Trails of Cold Steel 2, and the story is centered around main character. I'm going to butcher this name. Reen Schwarzer. Does anybody know? Anybody help me out? No. no, I think yeah, you did it correctly. You did it right? I Good. Think yeah, yeah, I think you All got right. it. You know sure. it. Yeah. All right. Cool. So he is a uh, military professor as well as the students and the rest of his school friends from the prior two entries. They are in this game, and they explore subjects such as the mysterious origins of Reen's birth and what others have been up to since the events of the prior game. So I'm really looking forward to this because I haven't really gotten into role-playing games, especially since I've gotten my Switch. So I actually think I'm going to buy this game. So looking forward to that. And something else I learned while I was doing some research about this. Now, I'm sure Nixie and Amon knew this, but me being sort of new to this whole gaming world, this game came out like in 2018 in Japan. And it's just coming yeah. out here now. And now the uh, Trails no of Cold Steel 4 is already out in Japan. And we're just getting the oh, third yeah. version in the U.S. Why I didn't is, even know that. Why does that happen? Why does Good that question. happen? Nixie probably know better than me. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's developed in Japan, then it's really just a business thing on whether or not the American market, you know, thinks that it's viable or if it'll be profitable, and then they take it from there. So, so I guess they... maybe one and two were bad, and then they were like, oh, if three looks like it's doing better, maybe we'll pick that one up. But mm. I'm not entirely well, sure. Well, no, like, I'm so yeah. confused because the first two versions did come out in the U.S. too, but after, like, a mm-hmm. year or two after... They first came out over in Japan, so I don't know. I didn't know that. Probably I'm sure I look like a I look like a noob, but now. Yeah. Well, hey, we are noobs, no so it's okay. It's okay. No uh, now yeah. I'm actually my game pick um, is the one that <laughs> Ben is going to steal. Marvel's Iron Man VR, uh, PlayStation VR, comes out July 3rd, and just okay. So I've always thought VR has the potential to be so cool. Um, I've never really been able to play it much, but with this, you can don the PlayStation VR headset to suit up as Iron Man. And first off in the game, they have you kind of get used to flying at high speeds. And um, yeah, so you get to go fly around as Iron Man and, you know, blow things up, basically. Face off against uh, Iron Man's foes and high stakes action packed battles, it writes. You guys got to tell me, Nixie, Amon, VR. Where are we at with VR right now in the video game world? I say VR is it's there, but it's still finding its footing. Because mm-hmm. like when it first splashed onto the scene between PlayStation and Oculus, and I believe it's one other company that makes one, it was obviously that new thing. But now it's kind of plateaued a little bit. But I believe Oculus is probably the leading, the leader in the in that area um, of some of the games, and they have more inner. They have definitely different interactive uh, full immersion games and they're developing option where our whole bodies can feel and touch and do things in uh, in the VR setting. So, what do you think of VR, Nixie? Okay, so there's an anime called Sword Art Online. Yep. And basically it, the premise is that these um, teens put on these VR headsets and they get so encapsulated in the world because you can live there, eat there, like it's in another life completely. You build a whole new world that they're not even eating anymore. 
Like they need to be waken up. They have to have timers put on their headsets. Like their mm-hmm. bodies are are completely falling apart because they just play that game, tw- you know, 24 hours a day and they get sickly from it. I think it's going to blow up to the point where there will be a game that just envelops everyone and you have to have a restricted amount of time for your own mental health so that you take care of yourself. The same as there, you know, it needs to be balanced with actual gaming and sitting down. You know, it's nice that you play Halo for eight hours, but did you get up? Did you stretch your legs? Did you, you know, (laughs) did you eat food? Did you eat food? Yeah. And that's exactly. Did you eat? Yeah. I think, I think you're right. And I think, um, I, I don't know when that time's coming, but that fascinates me that, I don't know what the timeline is where, where number one, like you said, Nick, you got that game that just takes over, but then the VR experience is even better as well. Like there's this, mm-hmm. this combination of the perfect storm where I think VR plus the perfect game results in people not wanting to stop playing the game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, it's kind of so weird. So if you see someone that's slightly susceptible and, they're dealing with some stuff and they can escape and make their perfect reality. And all they have to do is put on a headset. You know, I think the common knee jerk reaction is to be like, I'm going to do this all day. Yeah. I don't have to deal with my stuff. Yeah. But in the meantime, you can be Iron Man. So that's, uh, that's my my God. I would throw up over every building. Like I would just throw (laughs) up in my office. (laughs) I I don't don't know if I can handle that. It's time for what's on stream. Row, row, row your boat gently up. Uh, sorry. Excuse me. It's time for what's on stream. Oh, welcome to what's on stream. I love the intros, by the way. Nixie, we just got these new intros put in. This, They're like, great. Ago, They're so funny. And I can't get over them. They're so awesome. Um, is it John or Ben? Which one of you guys? It's all John. It's all me. All me, baby. Good job. I mean, great. I mean, I love that. It's actually they're comical. That's what I love about this. So <laughs> yes. funny. Yes. So for me, this week, Netflix series that just popped on there is called Floor is Lava. So this is an actual. So Netflix is now produ- producing game shows. So this is a game shows where teams compete to navigate rooms flooded with lava, but not real lava. It's water colored like what lava. By leaping from chairs, hanging from curtains, from the wall, swinging from chandeliers, all this different stuff. So it's two teams pit against each other, two teams of three people, and they're either family or mother and daughter and son or co-workers or teachers. Um, And now they compete where they got to figure out how to get from one door to another door. But in the obstacles, there's the whole room is filled with, with this lava. But then you got to climb on the edge of a dresser or hang on the wall or f- get to a rope and figure out how to, uh, you know, open the door to that will lay flat for you to cross another bridge or create your own little leverage to get or bridge to get across. So I think gamers would do very good at this show because um, we always ha- are thinking ahead, strategizing how to get through the game. So this would be something because I was watching the show. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I could do that in like two jumps. Bam, bam on top of that but then also getting around trying to motivate my teammates too hopefully they yeah, don't but fall that's in not the water because you're 12 feet tall i'm on yeah i was just saying other yeah. people are normal height you're you're a former athlete yeah you're probably like, i'm oh, sorry I, 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 okay thank you thank you for the for letting me be a, 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 a making my awareness aware so yes, yes. Of that. so you win you win by making trying to get the most people to the other door so if you get all three people to the door that's three points um, but if you don't, obviously you lose points. You can uh, 
uh, not get the victory, basically. So check it out. It's on Netflix. It's something fun, different. And it's actually, like I said, it's new to Netflix. They're doing game shows now um, on, 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 on the series. So check it out. But it's called The Floor is Lava, but it's not real lava. By it's the like, way, I would love, Mon, you got to get yourself on that game show. You'd like I'm gonna get the, us on that game show. Oh yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, right. we'll us. just rely on your physical abilities because well, it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be so funny. Like they'd be like, "In former Packers running back, Amon Green." He's like, "Boom, boom, boom, done." Now, now, right. <laughs> now, who's next? All right, but I gotta get, to get all the points. I get, I get my teammates over. So we gotta. It's just it's a team effort. Yeah, this yeah, is like a game too that I played as a child. Like this yeah, is a game play. that yeah. yeah, kids played as yeah. you know I did it. For sure, but yeah. all right. So my choice for what's on stream this week, also from Netflix, it's a movie. Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. Rachel McAdams, she's sort of my um, my uh, actress crush. You know how you always have one of those oh, actors, sure. celebrity crush, That's yes. celebrity crush. Yeah. Yes. So Rachel McAdams plus uh, Will Ferrell, hilarious. Will Ferrell, yeah. your other celebrity crush. Oh sure, <laughs> sure, yes, right. sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah why That's not? Your romance, right there. Yeah. So this is cool because these two act or they play um uh musicians Lars and Sigrid I believe and they are given the opportunity to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition which is Eurovision so it's just hilarious it's chock full of all the humor that you love and I actually sort of got into this because Netflix also had on the actual Eurovision song competition from a few years back as well. So I sort of got a taste of what that's like. And then when this movie came out, I'm like, oh, I got to see this. Will Ferrell's going to make it mm-hmm. hilarious. And he did. So my choice this week. And that's on Netflix? Yes. Netflix. Okay. That's Netflix. on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Uh, my choice for what's on stream isn't something that's new. In fact, we've actually talked about it. It started on cable television on ESPN, but now it's finally made its way to Netflix. So for all of those who have not watched The Last Dance, uh, the story of uh, Michael Jordan's last season with the Chicago Bulls, it's fantastic. It, it's great to learn about his leadership style. It's great to hear those, if you're into the NBA, those background stories. And I think for people that that maybe aren't into basketball, too, it's still it's still fascinating to watch somebody who is so super successful at what they did and just what made them tick and how they were able to do it. So The Last Dance is coming to Netflix this month. Go check it out. If you haven't seen it, you're going to like it. All right, Nixie, anything that you have watched on stream? I finally got around to watching The Great Hack. I don't know if you guys have watched this or not. It's on Netflix. Um, It's been kind of constantly popping up for me, but I don't know if you guys know about this documentary. It's based on the Facebook Cambridge Analytica data scandal. Oh, I started watching that, and then I got too freaked out, and I stopped watching it. (laughs) It is intense, but very informative, and I would... I would suggest that everyone watches it, regardless of how much they think, you know, whether or not Facebook had to, like, how much Facebook played in the Trump's presidential campaign, you know, with their whole data political voter surveillance thing that they had. But you learn a lot about what they know about you. Yeah. So follow through oh. with the whole thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, follow I, through with it, yeah. I might have to, even <laughs> though I, I I was, like I said, I, I started watching I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to know anything else. I just want to bury my head in the sand almost. Uh, <laughs> you can't, can't do that. You can't escape it. I know. I know. Can't escape it, John. I know. I'm going to check. I did, hear, I did hear about it, so I'm going to check. I'm going to finish it. I think I started it. I'm going to complete it now. going to complete it. Mm. All right. So, uh. John, take us to the last segment of the day, one of my favorite segments of the show. It's that moment in a horror movie where if it doesn't happen, 
there's no moving. This is what should have happened. Here is Amon with today's turning point. All right. So, turning point movie of the day is the movie The Number 23, starring Jim Carrey in one of his darkest roles. Uh, he's done a little bit of everything, but mostly comedy. But this is a drama. It's not really, it is horror, but it's more drama suspense. And it's director Joel Schumacher, famous director, Virginia Madsen, Logan Laman, Larman is also in it. So the plot of the story, just to bring everyone up on it. So, so Jim Carrey's character on his birthday is what well, his name is Water Sparrow. And um, he's a dog catcher. He takes a call that leaves him leads him to a dog and he gets bit by the dog. He gets, uh, he's late for the pickup cause he meant to pick up his wife too. So he had to go to the doctor obviously cause he got bit. So she, his wife goes browse the bookstore finding a red covered novel, a murder mystery with a numerical or neurology that loops constantly around the number 23. So this story captivates Walter. He's dreaming about it. He gets infatuated with it. He's looking at everything and now he's seeing 23 everywhere. You know, he's looking on the walls. He's looking at his birthday. He was born on February 3rd. He's like, oh, my God, the number 23. You know, so he's now convinced this book is written about him because it's then the book calls in and talks about how the detective in the book is investigating a murder store, a murder case and how that is connected. Somehow he connects that to him. Um, so as a friend, I will walk up on him, take the book and burn it. Be like, look, dude, <laughs> stop reading this book. It was in a scene in the movie, actually, where the wife was like, no, stop it. You guys are good because those son, he got the son involved, too, with all the infatuation about the number 23, which uh, don't do it. You got a life to live. You a dog. And let's just stick with that. Um, and it was just, it was also interesting to see that I saw a little scene that was in Get Out that was in this movie. So maybe Jordan. Uh, um, Jordan, not, yeah, Jordan Pill took this scene. So you, if you remember the movie Get Out, where the mm-hmm. one first character that got, you remember when then um, they had the dinner party and the flash that he from the camera kind of awakened him. So it was a scene like that with the dog at the beginning, where the glimmer from the dog's uh, collar on his neck kind of flashed him, and then boom, all this a few memories popped that back in his head, and that's when he got bit. So it was kind of a little mm-hmm. Get Out thing going on, where it kind of awoken something. So I don't want to spoil this movie. It's a good movie, so watch it. But I would say movie's done because I'll be like, I'll be that friend. Hey man, stop tripping on the number twenty-three. Just go buy some Jordans and be happy, okay? Get some Jordans, have them all in your closet. So then you have twenty-three all around your life, and you can live your life being a dog catcher, and nothing else bothers you and your family. So all right, spoken like a movie. true therapist, I'm on. Stop tripping. <laughs> I go buy some Jordans. Just. <laughs> Dr. Green, <laughs> professional here. Just to be professional, I am not a certified therapist. I'm just a certified good friend, just just like the guy in Get Out, the TSA agent. Yeah, you know, even though they don't underestimate people because of their job title, you know. True that. <laughs> oh True that. man! So that is my turning point for today. So if you see the number twenty three floating around you, you seeing it? It's rect- it's just popping up everywhere. Ignore it. No, just go buy some yeah. J's, go buy some Jordan, <laughs> and then you'll be wow. you'll and then you you suffice that 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 recurring number popping up, and he's like, oh man, it's just a tennis shoe. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs>
So, uh, Nixie, man, Nixie, appreciate you coming on today's show. Um, I know at the beginning, yeah, uh, the transition, obviously from that first segment to the next segment was a tough one, but it was, uh, we did it. We pulled it off. I'm glad we were able to talk about this today because obviously it's something we got to keep front and forward all the time in our changing world, you know, processes are going on to make things right in the world from top to bottom. But I want to say thank you again and spending your time with us with me uh, me ben and john i appreciate it a lot nixie and uh and then for everyone out there and you're welcome um everyone out there listening will be a new this or that coming in next week and a new fun turning point it's getting tough now because i'm I'm coming across kind of re re uh i say uh retold stories because there's a lot of some of the similar stories as we know out there but i'm a i'm gonna I'm a dig hard for some good ones uh so and then we'll have new topics and new more game releases of our favorite games or games that we'll be enjoying wanting to come out and download and play against and then um we'll we talk about that in the next week also i mean also you can follow me on twitter and instagram at amon green 30 on one word and you can find me on twitch at amon green tv and anixie again what is your twitch channel Mine is twitch.tv from slash X and Y X I X for now, for now, for now, <laughs> for, for now. now. And uh, for now. I did notice this. Okay. For now, Nixie. So I did notice this next one. Uh, so follow the podcast at a G underscore gamers lounge. Who did that? I saw that. I yeah. was on Instagram. That last was week. John I was like, and I. Oh, yeah. We've got that on Instagram, nice. on Twitter, uh, and as on well. Facebook too. Uh, yep. At a G underscore gamers lounge. I- I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's like somebody. At first, you know what I thought of? Because this goes, and Nixie can relate to this. There's so many people that create a name and sit on it because they see other companies are out there. And they had, so I thought, at first, that was the first inclination. I'm like, maybe maybe somebody's squatting on this name because they see me (laughs) on a podcast and they may, they're going to make us pay some money to get this name back basically. So that's what I, my first, my first thought process. Cause like we talked about with the great, with the Nixie show, the, uh, the great hack or the hack movie on that. That's yes. on Netflix. So those things are out there. So be careful what you click on when you're in your email, if you're on Instagram and on social media in general. And then also you could download the gamers lounge where you download all your podcasts from you know, iHeartRadio, Apple, and wherever you're in, Spotify, and ben, let them know, everywhere, and let them know other places, Ben. Yeah, so iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, the store, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you will find Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. Thank you for everyone listening in, and Nick's again. Thank you again for showing up, and you're welcome back anytime. In my book, yep, it's always fun guys. having you on, Ben and John. You have a great rest of your day. Cool. See you guys.